This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas from the internet and try to turn them into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urbina, and I am your first Bad Ideas host. My name is Sarah Shack, and I'm your second Bad Ideas host. And my name is Zach Valenti, your third Bad Ideas host. And the year is over. 2022 is done. This is the last day of the year. Bah, 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 bah. No, 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 not quite, not quite. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. We're jumping the gun. A In tiny my soul. L- <laughs> <laughs> we are jumping the gun a tiny little bit here. Um, what this is, is actually the last No Bad Ideas episode of 2022. We're going to be taking December off. And I want to be clear, we're taking December off from this podcast. We're still also like working on like other things that we're developing and like new shows and like new things. It's not like we're going to be relaxing, drinking eggnog underneath a Christmas tree or other. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Yeah, no, no, no. We're not going to be doing anything that could be considered relaxing, but we are going to be taking time off to let the bad ideas rest, recover, um, to come at this with fresh eyes. And we'll be back early in 2023 with more no bad ideas. They, they can ferment higher proof badness for the new year. That's right. Oh, no. Looking for that kimchi badness. We're oh, so yeah. close to poisoning as is. Like, it's so <laughs> toxic. Oh, my God. You have no idea how dangerous bad ideas can be. I am delighted. Actually, if by delighted you mean horrified, uh, sure, sure. this oldie but uh, goodie in in the degree of badness. Mm-hmm. Um, from uh, this is a story from 2017. From before NBI was even that's was right. even a thing. Then it surfaced right. in my feeds uh, by sort of an obscure link in an article about like online harassment and how it can really be a physical, visceral, real thing. It was sort of like a footnote. Um, So I will take you to uh, the best news source that I found for this, dallasnews.com. And also in light of the recent horrifying rise in anti-Semitism, I think there's there's something in this. Uh, Man faces hate crime charge in Dallas County Mm -hmm. over tweet that gave a journalist, Kurt Eichenwald, a seizure. Dang. Whoa. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a good thing that we have our new Twitter regime to stop shit from this happening nowadays, right? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, firing half of the company will definitely help catch things like this, right? Yeah, I think we're over half at this point. But yes, but let's dive into this. Um, I'm sure we'll have more to say about our new Twitter overlord shortly. The man accused of sending a seizure-inducing tweet to Dallas-based journalist Kurt Eichenwald has now been indicted in Dallas County. Hmm. John Rain Ravello, 29, is charged with one count of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And yes, that deadly weapon was a tweet. (gasps) Incredible. Hmm. The charge carries a hate crime enhancement. 
Ravello, a resident of Salisbury, Maryland, was booked into the Dallas County Jail on Monday night and released around 2 a.m. Tuesday after posting bail. Last week, Ravello was arrested at his Maryland home on federal cyber-stalking charges in connection with the case. Eichenwald, a senior writer at Newsweek and a contributing editor at Vanity Fair, said in December that someone had tweeted a flashing animated image at him that had okay. induced an epileptic seizure. The yeah, image, this was my question of like, what was yes, the content of right. the tweet? The yeah. image included the message, you deserve a seizure for your post. Wow. Wow. So just very clear. Yeah. <sighs> Intent embedded in tweet. Yeah. The tweet came not long after Eichenwald had argued with Tucker Carlson on Carlson's Fox News about each other's political biases and journalistic wrongdoings. According to the federal criminal complaint, Eichenwald's seizure on December 15th lasted for eight minutes. Oh. His wife walked into the room and placed Eichenwald safely on the floor and called 911. She also took a picture of the tweet and responded to it, saying that she had reported the incident to the police. And there's a quote tweet of Kurt Eisenwald's Twitter with a tweet saying this is his wife you caused a seizure I have your information and we'll be you know pursuing Contact. charges. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dallas police served Twitter with a search warrant for the user's account at Jew underscore Goldstein and recovered a number of direct messages referred to Eisenwald. Quote, I know he has epilepsy. Quote, I hope this sends him into a seizure. Quote, let's see if he dies, they read. Another said that Eichenwald, quote, deserves to have his liver pecked out by a pack of emus. According to the criminal complaint, police were able to link a phone number associated with the Twitter account to an Apple iCloud storage account belonging to Ravello. One of the files on that account held a selfie of Ravello holding his Maryland driver's license. And there's a picture of him taken from the Apple iCloud search warrant. Authorities reported finding a number of other files on the iCloud account that linked Ravello to Eichenwald. Notably, the animated image sent to Eichenwald, a screenshot of the tweet and the reply from Eichenwald's wife, a screenshot of Eichenwald's uh, Wikipedia biography with his date of death listed as December 16th, the day after the tweet was sent, a screenshot of a list of triggers for epileptic seizures, a screenshot of a Dallas Observer article about Eichenwald trying to find his attacker, and a screenshot of a Dallas County Courts webpage that showed Eichenwald's home address. In charging Ravello with cyberstalking, the FBI concluded that the tweet was sent, quote, with the intent to kill, injure, harass, and intimidate. A Dallas County grand jury indicted Ravello on Monday morning, saying that he knew Eichenwald was susceptible to epileptic seizures and used a deadly weapon, the animated image in the tweet, to assault him. Ravello's lawyers uh, released a statement Tuesday saying that their client, a Marine veteran who served in Iraq and Afghanistan, immediately apologized for the incident. Now he's apologizing. Quote, mm -hmm. he is seeking help from the VA, the statement says, and we are proud to defend this young man who gave so much defending his country. Jeez. Eichenwald said last week on Twitter that dozens of people have sent flashing images at him in the months since at Jew Goldstein's offending tweet. Uh, their information has been forwarded to the FBI, he said. His attorney, uh, Stephen Lieberman, told Newsweek that, quote, what Mr. Ravello did with his Twitter message was no different from someone sending a bomb in the mail or sending an envelope filled with anthrax spores. 
Right. And with that, hooray! I put 10 minutes on a timer to hopefully turn this into something entertaining and maybe revenge oriented. I mean, I think that you have to abstract it a lot from the particulars of this. Like, it kind of needs to now be something like The Ring. Like, you know, there's just kind of um, like the horror movie The Ring from 2003 or whatever that was. You shouldn't be that comic book, Zach. Mimetic. Where it's a, a sloth picture that causes the end of the world. Such a good graphic novel. Yeah. It still haunts me. But yeah, but sort of something where it's an account tweets an image. And when you see that image, when you have that image sent at your DM to you, seven days later, you gruesomely die or whatever. Right. The uh, Black Mirror episode with the uh, robot bees comes to mind. Oh, sure. Right. And there can be sort of an element of it is the person that is most hated or most liked or most whatevered on Twitter that day. I'm not sure what is kind of the best way to kind of go about it, because with the ring, this sort of it's sort of something that like you need to go looking for it. And then you sort of have to try to find a way to break out of fate in those seven days that you have. I'm not sure in Mimetic how that worked. It didn't. Spoilers for this this comic book. That's also, I think, like a 2015, 2016, 2017. So it's been out for a little while. But it's the the, the picture is sent by aliens uh, who are going to invade the planet once humans have basically destroyed themselves. Uh, people go go absolutely crazy, lose their minds, start bleeding out of orifices like gotcha. 12 hours after seeing this image. I see. I see. Yeah. There is sort of the horror, like what we've been talking about, sort of the horror way to go where like this this image or, or whatever is propelling it is like a force beyond humanity and is just this primal thing or alien colonizers. But like I, I'm interested in like the revenge angle because they're like an image that would make you go blind and therefore not interface with social media in the same way. Like, is this someone trying to sabotage the internet from the inside or something like that? Like, maybe if we make it more human, we could figure out sort of a way through it and then have like a protagonist who's like, you know, trying to catch the Zodiac killer, basically. Right. Like sort of a a Death Note aspect, if you guys are familiar with that um, manga turned um, uh, to anime uh, series. Just no light spoiler, but basically just the premise of a book that has magic powers that if you write anybody's name in it, they'll die. But it's then, like the Grim Reaper's book, basically. It, yes, exactly. But with the like twist of the more that you uh, write, the more that that person has to do before they die. So you can kind of control their yeah. like means of death and sort of you know get them to do stuff that would otherwise be out of character. Right. So like yeah. if you write they are choked they die choking on a tuna salad sandwich even if they've never had a tuna salad sandwich before in their life on that day they will be like right. you know what I really fucking want for lunch all of a sudden that fucking tuna salad sandwich let's right. go Bay. let's do yeah. it right and it can get as specific as like after like emptying their bank account at the local food pantry at, right yeah. like before they go get that death sandwich um <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and it's so, not a bad title, Death Sandwich. I Death like that. Sandwich. Here we go. Death Sandwich. So right, like, like it could be something like they show <gasps> a response GIF that makes them hungry to the point that they like eat themselves to death. You know, something like that. Sarah, I heard a, a gasp. I mean, this is in- extremely stupid and also very inside <laughs> baseball because so often the key to a good NBI adaptation hit us. Sand- the sandwich made me think of one of my favorite episodes of this show. 
is Sandwich Guy our villain? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. What was the name of him on Reddit? We're not going to have to explain this. It was yeah, like I Sandwich Business was the handle. I don't remember, but it was like a guy who was posting on Reddit of like his scheme of, of he was going to sell restaurants the right. recipe to this incredible sandwich, um, which would make them lots of money. And he wanted a right. kickback. It was an Am I the Asshole post yeah. for yeah. everywhere I go. My friends tell me to stop doing the Lord's work, which you should validate of trying to explain my secret sandwich recipe that I will receive royalties on from various right, like sandwich like, shops. I'm going to get like 25% right. of every sale on this sandwich. Just completely unreasonable royalty arrangement. And like wanted his friends to like do theater scenes impromptu in the restaurant to be like, yeah, you should ask him for his sandwich recipe. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. No, and the thing that I remember is that it was like when he was pitching to the manager, sometimes it would be like as much as half an hour and that by the end of it, he'd be crying, like just the most intense <laughs> situations. But OK, so, yeah, so our good friend Sandwich of Business has returned. Is it sort of a like if you don't buy his sandwich, then you get this death gift in the mail or in your email that then when you see it sometime later, you end up in a sandwich he has to focus it on he's he has to like have an enemy and be like this this fucking guy is the reason that no one is going to want my sandwich recipe he got there's a show that is like a professional chef accepts right. people to come on and if they and they can present their dishes to him and if he likes the dishes he'll put them in his restaurant and pay them yep. some money the yep. guy goes on with a sandwich the chef not only doesn't like it he like eviscerates it it goes fucking viral you know, like, yeah, this Anthony Bourdain like character just like takes apart the sandwich schlub and it just like goes online massively viral. There's a Gordon Ramsay cameo where he's like, that's a little bit harsh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah. And so not, like not only does he not get his beautiful, delicious sandwich on the guy's restaurant, it's then kind of like nobody wants to deal with it because it's that sandwich that was on the show and that like, come on. Yeah. I love this. Two minutes remaining. I love it. I love it. Cool. But then why the gift? Why not just like go and put a butcher's knife into this guy, into the chef's throat? Like what is... Because he's only good at internet. Okay. Or like, can't get to this guy. Like maybe, maybe the gif is like the thing that he turns to after several murder attempts fail. <laughs> okay, but like, talk to me about how this gif acquires these dark powers. Like, does he sell his soul for the magic destructive capabilities of this I, gif? I would say um, that, uh, I mean, this may stretch believability, but maybe he has a, a, a significant other. How? Lord knows. Maybe Unclear. maybe the sandwich really is that good. Um, <laughs> it's the one other person that like loves the sandwich. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, and they happen to be a witch. No, I was going to yeah. say they happen to be like an advanced, like uh, sort of computer science uh, researcher. Mm. Sure. And they've been like sort of like a neuroscience, like computer science, like dual degree, whatever. And so, yeah, they, they're developing this thing. They have it on their hard drive. And it's like, do not touch this folder. And he touches the folder. 40 seconds left. What's it called? How does it end? Death Sandwich. Death Sandwich. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that like I think that no is question. the key to this all. Yeah. No, and I, I imagine that there is a like Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett dynamic to these mm -hmm. two. Of, like these are both people that are down on their luck. 
maybe she's someone that had aspirations of being a defense contractor or a DARPA or something. Sure. And just like they didn't like and her. And they got fired from Twitter. Or something. Yeah. And then this guy is kind of, they both like end up sharing an apartment that they found together on Craigslist because they have nowhere else to be and are just completely broke. Um, uh. And so then the partnership gets together. And finally, at the end of it, she shows him the gift because he needs to be stopped. There we go. Man, and that's time. Neither of you watch Andor, right? No. Uh, the two I, vill- I, I feel that one day you may show me the death gift if I don't get over myself and start watching <laughs> Andor soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show, but my the two two of the villains in that series would be perfect. Cyril and Deidre as a sandwich guy and uh, tech girl. And tech girl. Tech love yeah. it. Yeah, tech love it. There we go. Awesome. That's awesome. all I that's all I wanted to add. Fabulous. I love it. Well, off to Disney Plus. Um, we'll be back after these messages with more bad ideas. Hello there, Zach Valenti jumping into this episode with this brief reminder that we have an active Patreon page to support the production of No Bad Ideas and all the other crazy worlds we're building behind the scenes. To check that out, scope the sweet rewards we offer for monthly subscriptions as well as how to sign up yourself. Head on over to nobadideaspodcast.com support. Once more, that's nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. If you already support the show, we so appreciate that. And regardless, thank you for listening. All right, let's get back to more No Bad Ideas. All right, everybody, welcome back to No Bad Ideas. We're here with our second idea, and we're going to be going from someone that is, you know, dangerously an asshole to someone that is just massively an asshole, courtesy of Reddit's favorite place, the subreddit, Am I the Asshole? Uh, Are you guys ready to dive on in? Let's do it. All right. Uh, There will be a link to this post in the episode description if you'd like to read along. But the top headline reads... Am I the asshole for not getting on a flight upon finding out he put my kids in economy? The post reads, So, my fiancé has three kids from his former marriage, whilst I have two from my former marriage as well. Okay. I quit my job to start focusing on getting my degree. Yes, he's become the quote-unquote breadwinner, if you will, although I still contribute with my savings. I also do 80% of child care and chores. Long story short, he wanted me and my kids to attend Thanksgiving with his family, who are located across the country, and we were supposed to go yesterday ahead of time to get a rental place. He booked our tickets and everything but later just before the flight 
I found out that he, his kids, and myself were put into first class, while my two kids, who are 14 and 10 respectively, were put in economy. Wow. I was stunned, but he acted like it was no big deal and told us it's just a few hours and the kids could, quote, just hang in there for a little while. I asked how he thinks this was acceptable, and he got mad and said he's the one paying for the tickets and we go by his rules. I immediately turned around and took the kids and made my way out of the airport. He started following us, screaming at me to oh, go back, Jesus. but I refused and told him that I no longer felt like spending Thanksgiving with his folks after this. My youngest cried because she has never flown without me. He went with his kids. Oh, I bet he did. And my kids are home. Oh, my God. He has not stopped calling, trying to berate me and even had his mom text that I needed oh. to get over myself and stop teaching my kids to be spoiled and entitled. What? She said that the fact that I was, quote unquote, willing to miss Thanksgiving with the family over something so trivial shows my real character and personality and mindset or lack thereof. I have not replied, but. I feel horrible. So, am I the asshole? Should I have should I have just let it slide and go? In case it wasn't clear, me and the kids left our family slash hometown so we could go celebrate with his family in his hometown. My kids weren't excited about leaving their grandparents for a week or so. So Whew. Oh man, I got I, I got boy. myself riled up just reading that. Wow, oh boy, that is that is what we have. Someone books a lovely trip with their family, but then decides that his partner's kids are. It, it's all right if they just hang out in the. They're they're lower. economy kids. That's right, they're economy kids, yeah. not like their yeah. kids. I'm starting this 10 minute timer. Bro, you got to lie. You just got to lie and say that the other two seats were booked. That's what you got to do. I'm sorry. Your marriage is ruined now. You should have just lied. <laughs> should have just lied. You yep. heard it here first. That's the moral of the story. Should have just lied. I mean, I'm being flipped because needless to say, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, I, I'm like... You lie and then you make the kids draw straws to decide which yes. kids yes. get to sit in the nicer seats. Yep. And then they switch on the way back if you've booked yeah. it the same way back. Yes, yep. absolutely. 100%. Or crazy thought, you send all the kids in first class and you and your fiance take the economy class because you're looking out for the kids, right? Uh, what an incredible first world problem that we're dealing yeah, with here seriously. today. Monocle Zach here to say the real solution was to fly private all along. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if, if you can't get your private jet out of storage, I don't even know what to tell you. Oh, man. God damn. Um, part of me now wants Monocle Zach's like advice show. No, I was about to say, look for NBI's first spinoff series, Monocle Zach. You can't afford it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Simply out of your price you range. You have no idea how many people would need to support us on Patreon for us to be able to make this spin-off. <laughs> uh, 
Patreon does not let us have a stretch goal that big. That's right. That's we right. We only record this show while flying in that like, you know, private cabin that wasn't like Fly Emirates had that was kind of like, you know, yeah, like $25,000 for like exactly. a one way. Yeah. That is the only place where we can record Monocle Zach. Although Emirates, if you would like to sponsor us. <laughs> we would we feel record. conflicted about that, but like, give us a call. Like, we simply require we'll the plane the be meeting. empty of any other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll figure it out. Uh, anyway, that's a quarter anyway. of your time gone, by the Jesus. way. It was a good bit, though. I'm glad we did it. Um... <laughs> Vamping aside, this guy did yeah. not want to stay married. I think that like this is like the like idea under the ideas. Like, how do I get out of this marriage? Right. Without, without breaking up with the person, without being the, mar- the asshole. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I think mission accomplished um, I mean, from that perspective it's quite logical of just like i'm going to insult their children until they yeah, wake up right. with me yeah that's the other thing is like i imagine this isn't the first time this has come up it's just maybe the first time at this scale in this like obvious classist division yeah yeah, yeah. No, but like there's been kind of subtle things that maybe have been too subtle and have been missed so far of her kids getting different kinds of food or slightly cheaper toys or something okay, okay. like that in his presence. Okay, here's the pitch. Inspiration okay, pitch goes to Snowpiercer. So Okay. So we do the first <laughs> Five minutes of the movie. Uh, um, second inspiration goes to um, fucking the Pixar uh, 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 Up. Um, so the first five minutes are like that first five minutes of Up, but a bad marriage. Oh no! Where oh, they like, but I like, love it. like it's kind. It's like you kind of you have to get it enough, like why they would get together. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Like maybe it goes a little further back to like their parenting, so you can like see their like attachment patterns and like why these like toxic two would end up together. Sure, and it, like, sure. Takes you all the way up to like this Thanksgiving, like their fiftieth anniversary, twenty fifth anniversary. I don't know which one mm-hmm. it is, but like they're getting on the plane. And then the rest of the movie is a Snowpiercer-esque, like, ascent (laughs) up the plane (laughs) where the family, like, has it out, (laughs) like, between, like, and there has to be, like, like, super budget economy, economy. Right, 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 right. It's it's one of those planes that has a second floor, like, Mm -hmm. like the jumbos. And And you have, like, the inch of extra leg room economy, like the, like, six inches of extra leg room, just, like, really, like, trying to squeeze, ring out every last dollar for those upgrades. And, like, him and his first son are in the primo deluxe cabin. Right. Like, even his daughter is like, like one behind, like this guy's got to be a real like shit bag. And like, you just like slowly like get to the front of the plane. And I mean, I, I don't know where this ends except in the ocean somewhere. I just want to clarify. Let's simplify. Okay, please, um, please. The guy has two kids from a previous marriage. The girl has two kids from a previous marriage. Each one of them has two. Yeah. Okay. Um, they are whether they're married now or fiancés, whatever. Don't care. They're, they're together. They've been together a number of years. This happens. I like the setup a lot. Who ends up where? Like, are, is it just the kids in the back? Is it the mom and the kids? Is it the mom, one of her kids? And due to a ticket mix up, one of the guys' kids? So that there's kind of even this angle yeah, of this like, like mixing. I like that a yeah. lot. It's got to be like just him in front. 
I think. Like, he gets the nicest seat. <laughs> okay. Then I, I want to say, like, the wife and one of his kids, and then, like, the other one of his kids and one of her kids, and then, like, the poor 10-year-old son of hers, like, all the way at the back. So there's even kind of an element of, like, they need to first go back to get the kid, and then they right. have to fight their way forward. Exactly, which puts all of them together on the same team against this guy, which I like. <laughs> Well, but like in true Snowpiercer fashion, is there an element of the people that are further in the front, but not quite at the front? Do they start to kind of be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not be too hasty. Like, you know, the, maybe the system is there for a reason. Maybe there needs to be the, you know, yeah. terrible economy class for the people to really be able to, you know, enjoy the benefits of whatever, 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 whatever. I have you a solution. Uh-huh. Grandma and grandpa. Oh, oh shit. Her parents are on the plane and he's like playing them against their daughter. Mm, oh, I love that. And like the, the wife fiance is just not having it. Like she she knows what this means. And he's trying to like weaponize them in business class, which they've never, ever flown. Mm. That's right. That's right. And That's it's just bad. like, you know, to them, it's like cost of doing business, honey. Like, you know, we raised you to marry, uh, marry up and you have. Yeah, and like, means. what did you expect a little bit? Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. like, no, mom and dad, like this means war. Yeah, let's go. I quite like that. I think that that is very, very, I think that's exceptionally good. Great. How like militarized is this plane? Like, are we just, do we, do we just need to kind of get past some flight attendants or like, what are the measures? No, I think we use the limits kind of... of actual planes. So there's not any liquid more than three ounces. <laughs> no, like, no nail clippers. Sure. But like, I don't know, is somebody wearing, um, what is it called? Uh, high heels? Like those are weapons. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But like, you know, what are the barriers between the different um, classes of the plane? Like, again, is it just kind of a, do you need to get past the steward? Are there doors? Is it, or is, or is there a password system? I think that like the further you get, the more cartoonish we can go of like, at the beginning, it's just a curtain and a flight attendant that you got to get drunk. That's sure. it. <laughs> but as you get forward, there's like a door that locks. There's like a passcode. This now needs to be a very long flight. Like they now need to be going like from yeah. New York to Sydney. Like it needs to be like yes. a, yes. you know, around the world flight. Yeah. I, and I think that like there can be like a video camera system that monitors maybe like the top level has some sort of bio lock where you need to like put your thumbprint or something. So, I mean, we can we can get it heightened without having like traps. Sure, 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 sure. And booby traps. But like it's it's a it's a puzzle box space that they need to navigate as they go forward. I quite like this. There's 30 seconds left on the clock. What is it called and who stars as our heroine? Uh, Jessica Chastain. Ooh, that's great pull, Sarah. Very nice. In gratitude plane. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow, 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 wow. What, what, a, what a terrific, uh, that is, that is time. Uh, what a terrific note on which to have us fly off into the sunset for 2022, guys. Uh, grat in gratitude plane. I love yes. it. I love it so much. Uh, that's what it says on the tin. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Well, we are very grateful for all of you to listening to this episode of No Bad Ideas, and we are looking forward to seeing you again in 2023. May all your end of year celebrations be extremely happy and extremely safe. Please, please, please have a wonderful December, and we'll see you in 2023. 
This has been No Bad Ideas, produced by Gabrielle Urbina, Sarah Shackett, and Zach Valenti. Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show happen. And a special shout out to our idealist members, Jennifer Schneider, Rena Sarame, Jeffrey Felsher, and Dia. Today's episode features music by Statesher and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you love this show, please leave a rating or review wherever you listen and share it with someone you love. 